Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead Trying something new here on the What's Brewing show. I got the coach. He has joined. He's got his topics, and I'm just here to facilitate. I'm near John Stockton. <laughs> You're Carl Malone. Well, I don't know about yeah. that, but thanks, George. You're welcome, coach. If uh, let's, All right, let, let's do the whole talk radio thing right away. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. If you want to call in and talk to me and the coach, it's uh, 563-999-3488. Coach, who the fuck are you? Yeah, well, I had a few topics uh, I'd like to uh, discuss. But first, I'd like to give sure. a, a, a quick a quick shout-out uh, to any of the uh, Wednesday hockey crowd that might be calling in and uh, some other hockey guys. Uh, any family and friends, so welcome. Um, you know, I was going to start off with something about Tom Brady and the professionalism of wanting to prove something uh, to to win somewhere else. But okay. I like to start with a with a hockey note, and sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna equate it to the 1994 baseball season. Uh, when the Yankees probably had their best chance before they went on their uh, iconic run uh, because of the strike and there was no World Series. Well, Mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, equate that to the Golden Knights, the the Vegas Golden Knights. They were showing incredible improvements. as the season wore on, the change of coach, which in the beginning, it actually broke my heart because I love Gallant, uh, Gerard Gallant. But somewhere along the line, he lost that, uh, I guess, that inner fire of, of keeping the guys motivated to where they had to be. And then um, Peter DeBoer takes over, and little by little, they were showing signs of being the team to beat. And then everything hit the fan uh, with with what's going on outside, mm-hmm. and all the sports are being shut down, and uh, it's just a shame, you know. It's just a real shame. You know, of course you went first to the Knights. It's kind of like me with always going to the Patriots. So I'm kind of thankful for it. You know, the the one thing I think when you look at this whole thing, where Let's take like three steps back, right? Let, let's go to the time of when 
all the leagues shut down, right? Like, so that's March 11th, 12th, right? So that's in that, yep. that time frame. Yep. Just about. So the Knights play a game, I guess what that Tuesday or whatever it was. It was freaking long ago now. They lose Freddy. They lose Stone. And you're going, oh, shit. Right, like the the oh shit moment for the Knights. They 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 lose Tuck a couple weeks before, but Tuck's easy to replace in that whole the the whole you know the whole scenario here, right? But when you lose Stone, you lose Pacioretty, you lose your entire top line. So yeah, they were on fire, right? So that they those guys are on fire. So you lose those cats. The next thing you realize. Is oh shit, Flowers played. They've played Flower way too much throughout the year. That brings in Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard comes in. He's playing great hockey. He's actually making a big difference in the. Would he would make a big difference going forward? They were going to be helped if this was two weeks. So if we all right, we shut the league down for two weeks. That's like ninety one, ninety two. Where they had the three, two, three week lockout, whatever strike, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I I remember that. Yep, yep. So, in that one, did the Rangers lose Brian Leach? Or did he lose him right before? So, where the Knights were losing guys and they were going to get help, now everybody who's lost somebody, like Colorado lost McKinnon. He was going to miss the rest of the season, probably the playoffs. Now, if there's a possibility of them coming back, which from people I know, they don't believe that you're anywhere closer to coming back. They don't care what anybody says. They don't think the, the player associations ever can go for this. Um, Drager and Ray Ferraro just had, did a 10-minute, uh, like a five-minute spot on TSN talking about this. Um, so you have all in this. I, I don't see them coming back. I, the NHL's already putting out contingency plans next year. They're already telling the rinks, the home rinks, not this regional bullshit that they have going on that they want to prove. The players yeah, are never going to go. Okay. It, so the it, players it, are never going to go for that. It, it, it never going to happen. It's the same thing with Major League Baseball that they were talking about neutral sites. Happen. I I I can't. How how can you root for the Yankees playing quote unquote a home game in Texas? I mean, I, I can't I can't deal with it. <laughs> I mean, you got to well, be at Yankee Stadium, man. You know. Well, let's look at it but, this way: Yankee that, Stadium, that short, the home. short porch homers. Well, let's let's not forget the Yankee Stadium home field advantage is gone. It stopped in 2008. Oh, that aura. Yeah, that aura stopped uh, a while ago. That's gone. Um, and also, okay. when they moved, when they moved, they took the the sacred grounds of the original stadium where all the greats played, Gehrig and, well, the, and, and Babe Ruth, yeah, Mantle, the you, you go right down the line, and, and they go uh, move it across the street. Where, like, I, I understand the, the thought process of that. But when they redid the stadium in 72, what is it, 73, 73, 74, they, whatever they, the, uh, the The last they, year that they played was 1973, 
And then they played the next two years at Shea. Then they came back uh, for the um, 76 season. So 74 and 75 in Shea. And 76, they came back. And that's when they won the pennant. Right. So, like, that ended the mantle. Like, it wasn't the same. It's not like Fenway Park where it stayed the same. They haven't done anything to the inside of the place. It's not like Wrigley where they have done nothing to yeah, we're like I agree, but we're like that's a completely different topic. Like we could we could save on that one. Let's stick with the hockey first. Yeah. Right, we don't miss our, yeah, we, our typical phone calls. Right, we but could like talk where, forever on that other one. We can. Where like the NHL problem is, and, and all the leagues. Here's the part of this that nobody's talking about. Right. Don't touch that. Is that what's that? It, it, at the end of the day, the the part that everybody's missing is that this affects the salary cap ramifications next year. Okay. This really affects next year's salary cap ramifications. Not working. I'll figure it out. Right. Like, you're going to play games with people there. Granted... That's not as big of a deal as it used to be because TV money is what basically pays payer salaries anyway nowadays. Yeah. But yeah. total hockey revenue, total basketball revenue, total football revenue, total baseball revenue, and baseball doesn't have a cap, so that's not a big deal. Where the other sports, hockey in, hockey in general, hockey especially, Air cap's the lowest of all the three sports, of the three other ones that have a cap. <clears throat> Their money from the gate greater, greater impacts the – because their TV money is not the same. Yeah, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what. You're making good points with that part of it, the, the business part of it. Um, but the more emotional – uh, you know, fan reaction, uh, the everyday guy, you know, guys like like us, okay? We get up. Mm-hmm. You, you want to be able to put the TV on and, and get, you know, uh, plan your, your day and have your dinner and put the game on and, and, and get ready to, uh, you know, for the playoffs and the, the, the best of uh, seven series. And uh, I think that's what is really, uh, you know, the biggest thing that, that we are all missing out on, the the purity of the sport, okay? Yeah, the business side of it on the professional level, we all get that. And, and, and you know, there are times we just want to be like a big kid and just think about the playing, you know, uh, rooting for your team. Um, we know, you know, the concessions and all the monies that, that come in and the TV and, and this and that and me, I'm a kid at heart, which you already know that. Uh, I, I, I miss watching these uh, the games. I mean, I, I, I miss the ten, the ten o'clock and ten thirty Golden Knights game, okay, from the West Coast in the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I, I miss watching, uh, you know, even the Rangers at the Garden. I mean, you know, the Garden is still one of the greatest places, you know, for uh, for a sport. 
And, uh, you know, the Rangers in the playoffs at the Garden is just unbelievable. Um, the Golden Knights have taken over, the, the I think, many of the hearts of the hockey fans uh, in the hockey world, especially after their first year and that horrible tragedy at uh, the uh, Mandalay uh, Hotel. But um, it, it, it's the missing on, on, on the watching of, of the sport. And, and or you lucky enough to afford a ticket to go to the arena or to go to Yankee Stadium or City Field or whatever your 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 favorite you know team is and to go to the stadium and, and enjoy a live game um, the way ticket prices are nowadays uh, you know it seems like you see it better on TV anyway and but just that one or one or two times to to actually go so this is what we're all missing out on and. Um, uh, so you, I, I know it's not it's not just me that, that's going crazy. There's a lot of people out there that but, just, you know, we, you, we miss it, you know, like, tremendously. You make a good point. Like, you know, I do shows, you know, way more than you do on here. But, like, we were talking about this the other night where Vegas, where the Golden Knights, yes, it's a, it's a the great story of the first year, you know. But that's a community thing. Right, like that's not like when you look at nine eleven. What got us back as a country? It was sports. Sports came back. What got New York back? Piazza's home run. Right. What oh, got yeah. Boston? What got Boston going? Big Poppy saying this is our fucking city. <laughs> like so, you know, like when you look at the whole thing, when you yes, the tragedy angle only works for the city it doesn't work for the whole country but like where 9-11 was a whole country thing this is a whole country thing and we don't have sports to lean back on and, and people that don't like sports can't understand this I, 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 yeah yeah there's, there's the people who are not sports minded don't can't get a a, a grip on the enormity of, of, of not having sports Okay, I mean, you can and and a lot of people I've had, I won't say the word argument, but let's just leave it. I've had conversations with certain people that sports is so much like life. You can take any game, a football Mm -hmm. game, you have first half, second half, right? The, the, The three periods in hockey, nine innings in baseball. Well, you know, the first three innings in baseball, things aren't going right. Uh, maybe you're trailing those um, uh, dog, the, the dog day innings, four, five, and six, where you're trying to start to come back. You're, you're digging yeah. in. You're not giving yeah. up. The seventh, eighth, and then the ninth innings, you know, you, you make it happen. A lot of times that's like life. And the same thing in football. You know, things aren't going well in the first half. Things are wrong. The, nothing was working. All of a sudden, something uh, clicks. The second half, you come alive. Um, you start correcting mistakes that you made in the first half. I mean, that's like life. I mean, you know, sports, a lot of people just don't get that piece of it, you know. And it's in a way it's said, hey, listen, I'm not an opera guy, okay, but I can appreciate, you know, what they do, okay. And that maybe that's from being involved with sports. It's a team effort. Um, it's also individual. And even though I don't go to the to the opera in New York, 
that doesn't mean we can't appreciate what they're doing, okay? And I, I went to that extreme to, just to make a point. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's just something that's um, it's missing. It, there's so much that, that's, that's missed without having um, the end of the season, who's going to be in the playoffs, and then you start the playoffs, and, you know, only one team can win it all. But um, it, 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 it's sad in so many ways. Uh, and I don't know. I, like you said, I, I don't see it coming back. Now, let's, let's, let's bring it down one notch, okay? All right. Well, have, hold on. If you're going to go and change, uh, go ahead, we go might ahead. as well take that break. You know, let, 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 let's cool the Jets. We'll tell you that from the other side. And we can always come back. I mean, remember the whole thing? Next, <clears throat> No, I yeah. Hey, let's do this. It's, what the fuck? Do, I don't even know what I called the show. Hey, it's uh, Brewing Coach talking sports. We'll be back in a couple minutes. about Headblade, check us out at headblade.com. I want to give this to the world as, as a gift from myself and from Ireland. This is who I am. I am an Irishman. A true Irishman. Proper. Proper Irish whiskey. Proper 12. It's in the name. Twelve is the district I come from. It's a small suburb in Dublin, Ireland called Crumlin. It's a place dear to my heart. With each bottle and with each case we sell, we are going to give back to the first responders. They are the people who enter the buildings when people arrive. This is Alice Cooper for RADD. There's a lot of things we have no control of in this world, but that's not the case with drunk driving. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives on and so should you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Bob Sosie, the voice of the Patriots, and you're listening to the What's Ruined Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Brewing Coach Talking Sports. It's our first try at this, even though Tony's been here before. Coach, how the hell are you? All right. It's good to be back already. <laughs> Got to have these little breaks, right? Hey, I like might tell you. Just like the TV commercials. Well, you know, if you want to get somebody to do sports and traffic, we can do that. But, you know, I don't think that works here. Not yet. You know, we'll, we'll get there one day maybe. Um, I, I wanted um, 
to touch. I wanted to bring it down just one, so, one notch or two. God, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't even get the text message in. What happened? I told you, hold off on that one. Let me. I'll let you know about that. Are we live? Yes, we're live. I'm just still yelling at you. Uh, you're I yelling just, at me live? Right. Wow. So here's a the hockey fight funny. on the radio. Beautiful. So here's the funny part of this whole thing. You know, you sit there, the commercials play, you sit there and work out the next segment. Right? You say, I want to talk about this. I say, fun because I could... I could get more conversation here. And you go, okay. And then what do you come back with? Bring it down. I was like, God damn it. I knew you. Once you get something in your head. All right. Go bring up another say, As they say in the trade, the floor is yours. No. Thanks. Um, All right. So I sent the text. Let's see how that works out. Um, Otherwise, I could actually do that without them, but I kind of wanted to get that done. so ugly. All right. So, Coach. Um, I'm here. All right. right. All right. So, 8 o'clock, I got that worked out for. See, I'm good at this. I, I think I've done this. I've been around this block a time or two. All right. God, now I got to go back to your text, 95 text. So, Next, we'll 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 do the amateur part of this at eight o'clock. How about that? Oh, that's fine. All right. What did you, you have up your sleeves here? Well, last year, a friend of ours' son played in the Little League World Series. So now you wow. can actually talk about the amateur aspect of canceling Williamsport, who was there last year and like both sides the parent and the kid the kid part the kid that played and the parent that was there i tell you there's a lot of parents that are happy because they get to save money yeah but the kids just lost out on a chance of a lifetime with the cancellation yeah yeah we'll, we'll get we'll talk about that all right Next topic on your topic board du jour. I, can I throw one out there? And this is a personal sure. one for me. You a don't understand one. how happy I am. 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame proceedings have been pushed back another year. What in God's name do they do next year? Because next year was the class that gets shilling and they, in my opinion, they were going to fuck Schilling by putting Clemens and Bonds in with them. So now are you going to fuck Jeter by putting Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling in there? Oh, happy day. Hallelujah. Please take that guy who is such a pompous dick and fuck him over. I love it. <laughs> I, you know what? I I'm not as passionate on that piece of it as you are, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's all kinds of cancellations going on. Um, No one's feeling comfortable with any type of congregation. Mm -hmm. And now they're just going to lump it all together, you know, next year. I mean, what else can they do, you know? Um, It's just 
backing everything up, what's happening. You know, like, here's my part of this. Like, to me, I don't think you have to have the whole thing in. Oh, so they are going to do it that way. Okay. Uh Well, as I know, they're supposed to lump it all together because this year's canceled. Yeah. So what else are they going to do? So then next year, you're going to have whoever gets voted in this year. Yep. Oh, this is yep. Here, you I, you know how I feel about the baseball writers. I think they're all scum. Right? I think they're all scum. Especially but my hero is the one guy who didn't vote for Jeter to be unanimous. Be unanimous. And and baseball fans in general with this whole unanimous thing, who cares? Like does it take him away from being a first ballot Hall of Famer? No, it doesn't. And you know what? I think we've now learned that there are things a lot more important than with Derek Jeter unanimous. Oh, oh, hmm. if, oh if, yeah. I mean, if you're going to start comparing, you know, these multi, see, that, that's where I stop short, feeling sorry for so many of these professional athletes. They make millions of dollars, okay? Millions, okay? And I stop short of all of this poor them, poor them. No, it's not poor them. They, I feel bad they don't for have to work I, another what? day. They don't have to work I another day for the rest for of their lives. You know? But I feel worse for them now because they're not used to being home. Now they're parents. Now, like <laughs> you realize, these guys are now learning what it is to be family men. Because most of them, they're three days on the road. Like the guys I feel the worst for are the married guys. Because now they're home. Now the honey do. Well, they get to spend time with their kids and, and the wife more. I mean, that's the positive that they have to look at. But do they want to be home is the question. Well, you, know, you have and, to ask them. <laughs> I think some uh, of them are actually digging it. I think some of them are actually enjoying this unique time at home. It, it's, almost like, it's almost like when a guy retires, and now all of a sudden he's got all this time uh, on his hand and he's, and he's home more. Well, it, it, it's a mini version of that right now for, a lot, for everybody. Yeah. But it, you know, it's a yeah. mini version. It's like a look into the future when they do retire. The family guys, the guys that have the kids, and, you know, and, and now, you know, they're home with them now, where normally they wouldn't be. So now for the single guys, uh, who the hell knows? The, they they got to find something to, to keep them busy. But I stopped short of feeling so bad for a professional athlete when – <laughs> All right, they're not playing. They're at home. I mean, gee, what 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 a sentence, huh? What what what, what a horrible thing. They have no. millions of dollars saved in a bank, and you have the common no. man struggling. You have the common guy struggling right now. All right, but let me let me throw this one at you though. So I'm not going to worry too much about them being at home. That's not. But here's my thought process here with this. If you take the professional athlete portion of this, how many guys, like I said before, like the Stone, the Marshes, or the Stone, the Patch already, you know, the Tuck thing there, and then 
a guy like Zdeno Chara in Boston, do you really want him to shut it down, which he's which they've done? I mean, there's no ice to skate on, so they're they're not even on the facilities, right? So they've shut it down. Now they're going to have to ramp it back up whenever. Do you imagine, as much as we want to see sports come back, right? Can you imagine how bad that's going to look for the first three weeks? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're all going to be rusty. And, yeah, well, no, yeah. It's, I, but you I'm know telling what? You, I, and I don't even think rust is going to be the problem. How many guys are going to get hurt? Yeah, but a, prof- a professional athlete, the shape that they're in, if they're smart, they can stay in some kind of shape in between. Nothing's not going to be like the real thing, obviously. No, nothing's staying. You know, but even those guys gonna, in the offseason, a normal offseason coach, they're, they could still skate. They could still go out and play pickup that's, hockey. That's, like, I tell you, you ever have like a – during the summer, if you're ever on vacation in Massachusetts, find rinks, find indoor rinks, middle of the day. You will watch the greatest collection of talent you've ever seen on a rink because all these guys get together Probably. and play pickup games. No, I know so. I've been to a couple of them. They're the greatest pickup games you'll ever see. And they're not in Boston. They, those guys do not go to They're outside of it because those guys live in Boston. All those Boston-based guys, holy crap. Holy shit. I, I think to the average fan – They'll be happy to see their teams and their, their quote-unquote heroes, sport heroes back. Now, the quality of play will have to take, uh, like you said, probably, a, you know, a, a week or two, just like a ball player. He's got to get his at-bats. They have to get into a groove again, you know. Um, batting cage only does so much. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that too much. I, the fans just want to see it all come back. Now, the quality of play, it'll suffer in the very beginning. But it will pick up. It would definitely pick up. It's, it's, I don't know. I, it's more of the sports not being played right now. And it's, it's, that's the biggest uh, shame of it all. And once they do come back, if, the, if, if by some miracle somebody decides that they can finish the season out come July and August, I, I have my doubts. Um, that's just a personal. You really, but, uh, but I, you I just really don't know. want to go that far with this. Think about I, what I, you think. Of, no, I'm not to be a no. Think about what you just said. July and August. Can you imagine oh, what the quality at the T-Mobile Arena is going to be in July and August? That's their decision that's, as a league, George. You know. Um, See, and, and this well, is where well, well, I, I you know, think, it's, I'll go this. I'll go this far with this whole thing. If it, let's just say this happened, let's say this started in November, right? And you have the NFL season going on. Do you think Art Rooney and Bill Be- and and Bob Kraft and Wellington Mara are saying we're gonna we're gonna wait to finish this? No, let's shut it the fuck down. Shut it down because you know what? You're going to get guys hurt. And do you want, and if you're an owner, do you want that on your con? No, because these owners today don't give a flying fuck. These owners, the NFL, the NFL has the best opportunity of all of them to 
start and finish. Now, we don't know Not what's going to happen in September. We don't know what's going to happen in September, what, what this is going to look like, if, if everything's going to be opened up. We don't know. You know, and I know you want to wait until eight o'clock for the amateur piece of it, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm clamoring to to touch base on it. Um, yeah, no, no, it's the we passion of, of playing. You know, um, now what happens? Now let's bring this up. Yeah, let's throw this out. Okay. They come back. Let's say uh, baseball, hockey, basketball. They come back, and it, all right, they're supposed. I just saw it today that it takes about fifteen thousand tests. Uh, for the NBA players, yeah. Also, uh, that includes the 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 refs, the scorekeepers, the, the mm-hmm. whoever else is going to be there, not just the players. Okay, that it's going to take that many tests. Okay, so if if they assume and then they find that everybody is you know um, negative, what if someone contracts it during the time that they're playing? Or let's throw now, this out. It's like a wildfire. You're gonna to have to shut it down. Well, let's throw this out there. Same way. thing with the other sports. If someone contracts it, what are they gonna do after they started it up? You're gonna to no, have to shut it down point. again. You're gonna have another disaster. Now here's the thing. And the NFL this is where the NFL I'll tell you something. They I I'm not so sh- I'm not so sure that, you know what's gonna happen. I don't think anybody does. Everyone is I mean, hoping. Everyone is hoping. But let's let me not ask you this. straight up. Let me ask you straight up. How uh, do you feel about the NFL starting the season? Uh, on time, not a chance. I'm sorry? Not a chance they start on time. I don't think they're going to start on time either. Um, not a chance. But let's just, you know, they're hoping against hope too. But they have a late a later start. So September, October, November, December, and then the Super Bowl, you know, uh, playoffs first, and then the Super Bowl, right? Then, um, you know, they have a better shot of, of finishing their season. Uh, well, here, let's Gene, face it. Well, let's look at Gene Smith, who is probably like one of the most powerful directors in the entire NCAA. He's the athletic director at the Ohio State University. He said, I started with the concept. When I first heard, I said, okay, that can work. But I figured out if we don't have fans in the stands, we determine it's not safe for gathering, I wouldn't be safe for players. So it's not safe for fans, and it's not safe for these kids to go back to school. And it's not for you to, to, to eat in a restaurant. Why is it okay for 22 guys to be lined up against each other? Why is it okay for well, golf yep. to be lined up against each other? I, I agree. Why is it okay for baseball is the only I agree. that has a chance at this working because it's so solitary. NASCAR's working, and golf is working. Baseball's the only one that has a chance of it working because, really, how much time, how much interpersonal um, touching is there, for lack of a better word? Oh. Right, you're not touching anybody. What's what's the on the glove? And I mean, come on. At that point, it's it's still a a a huge issue. I mean, right? uh, NFL, you're gonna have (laughs) 
you know, 11 against 11. You have 22 people out there, and they're not six feet apart. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. And, and let's not forget, and, and just like you said before, with it taking 15,000 tests to get the NBA back, we don't have 15,000 tests to test transit workers and cops and firemen and healthcare workers, supermarkets, and all the rest of the essential employees. But the NBA, this is where sport needs to set the lead. Like I said before, 9-11, they got this country going, right? Because people rallied around sports. It was normalcy. Now this is the time where all these commissioners, Dell, Bettman, that moron Rob Manfred, Adam Silver, who could be the best of all of them, other than the fact that he's a brain-dead idiot, because he's letting the players run that league. <laughs> and if these players had any sense, of, any sense of a fucking clue, any clue, they'd say, no, we're not doing this shit. Because we're already looked at as prima donnas. Like you said, you're not worried about a guy who's got a million dollars in the bank. Let's not forget how many, all the Yankees stayed in Tampa because they all lived there. Todd Frazier, who the Rangers is in Tom's River. Bryce Harper, who plays for the Phillies in, in Vegas. Chris Bryant's in Vegas. These guys are home. They left their team. So now you're going to put them on a plane. You have guys from the Bruins, uh, Joachim Nordstrom's in Sweden. I'm sure Hank is over. You know, Hank lives here now. So I'm sure if Hank was single and wasn't married, Hank would be back in Sweden. So now you've got to get all those guys back here. Now you've got to send them to airports. And you've got to pray that they don't catch this on the way here. How dumb does that sound? I, I hear you, man. I, I, I hear you. Well, it, it's, you know, it's, it's just a huge catch-22 I don't even know if there's a catch-22 in this. Do the right thing. Shut the shit down. And this is what ha- Do you think George Steinbrenner be even thinking about playing a game? No, but his idiot kid is. Because his idiot kid owns a, owns a huge nut for a stadium that they couldn't afford. And the Mets owe a huge nut for a, to a state that's going broke or a stadium that they need to have built at the cost of a billion dollars in taxpayer money. The Vegas Raiders, see, we always talk about Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights and the MGM resorts paid for the T-Mobile Arena. The Raiders took state money to build the uh, the Death Star. There's not one dime that the Raiders spent on that in a billion-dollar league. And a team that is worth billions of dollars could not muster up enough money to pay for that stadium in Vegas? Yeah, well. And then the other just part a horrible is situation. It is. And if you take the whole other part of this, where now you're going to centralize things, like you said, the Yankees playing in Texas or the Yankees playing in Arizona, why don't they want to play in Florida? 
because everything's so spread out. This is why spring training in Florida is is really winding down, but some teams are never going to leave Florida, and I don't blame them. Like, if you're west of the Mississippi, Arizona's fine. If you're east of the Mississippi, you should be in Florida. But uh-huh. the travel to those ballparks in Florida is 200 miles away in some cases, where Arizona, they're all within, like, 12 miles of each other or something, including Chase, uh, Chase Field or whatever it's called. So now you're going to take these guys away from their family for months. If the NHL did what they were going to do, it would be two months away from their family. These guys don't want to do that. Even I was half kidding about these guys not wanting to be home, but they don't sure shit don't want to be away for two months. The only thing that would make money then are the Denzelville or like you said, guys don't want to. They don't want to be away, but also they also uh, like. Mike Trout, he doesn't want to – he doesn't think it's a great idea to be playing with no people in the stands on these neutral fields. He's not sure that's a great idea either. And, you know, his, his, that's straight from the horse's mouth, uh, a, 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 an active uh, professional ball player. Um, it, it's that's not a good situation. I, I don't even know how much passion I would have to watch – uh, if everything was on uh, neutral areas uh, without the the home crowd cheering on. And, and then that's another thing. <laughs> How many people are they going to allow in the stadium? Uh, it, it's, it's just not good. It, it's just not good. And that includes the NFL. Now, the NFL, like I said before, they have the best chance to have a season right to the end. But what are you going to do with, with, with the people – with the social distance thing in the uh, in the actual arenas and in, in the stadiums, I, I don't well, know. You don't how this, I don't know. I don't know how this could possibly shake out. Um, God forbid there's a rebound like um, like they've been talking about. God forbid that there's a rebound or any of the players get get it. They could shut it right down because it's like wildfire. It, you might as well be in a forest, light a match. And mm-hmm. run and hide because that's that's all it's going to take, and it's a shame. It's just they they got to get this vaccine out, you know, so everybody can go to their doctors and get it, you know. And yeah, they're not and, saying and, uh, n- uh, probably not till January. So that's when you'll see. You know what? Again. Well, like <laughs> like a couple of people told me, uh, you better get used to reading a book once in a while. <laughs> Uh, we you know we're too active, but we got 15 more minutes to talk about amateurs. Probably yeah, we can do it. Oh yeah, so that's good. But anyway, well, I had another topic we could talk about. All um, right, go ahead. Who, who the hell cares? Nobody's paying the bills here anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> I, you know, even from a professional angle. You've got uh, all right. Let's take let's take Tom Brady, okay? Um, oh, twenty years, okay. you know, in the same situation. Now he wants yeah. to go somewhere else, and I I can see where a professional athlete wants to try to prove, you know, he can win elsewhere without the same cast around him. Okay, I get that. It's a professional 
competitive nature thing, all right? Now, when uh, his tight end, uh, you know, Gronkowski came out of retirement, and now he's signing with Tampa, okay, I, I can deal with that. But then I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen because I heard rumors, which, you know, who, you don't want to listen to rumors too much. But no, the rumors are like happened, assholes. I think it would have it would have hurt Brady's um, prove he could win somewhere else, and and I'm getting at that uh, his flanker um, uh, Edelman uh, yeah. that they was rumored that, that he was going to go to Tampa also, and then I started to say, well, wait a minute, Brady wants to go show he can win somewhere else, but now he can't win without all these guys around him again. So I'm glad that did not happen. But I, I can see where he wants to, as a professional athlete, um, prove he can win somewhere else otherwise. I, I, I think that's fascinating in, in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, that's where you forget about the money and you're talking about the passion and competitiveness of the sport itself, you know. You know what? I, I have different I, – I feel differently about that. And where I feel differently about that, when you start looking at the Bradys of the world or the Aaron Rodgers, who last week, I mean, you saw firsthand what happened. You're not entitled. Like, Brady's been fighting a losing fight up in New England for years, okay? And, And that losing fight is every time he gives in, they take more. So every time he takes a pay cut, the Patriots sit there and, and, and shit on him. You know, he, gets, he gives a pay cut. He thinks he's going to keep Welker back in 2013. It did it. Welker leaves and goes to Green uh, Denver. Right? He takes another pay cut, and it pisses, you know, it pisses him off. So the little – when it comes to Brady, the, the, the constant needling, the constant bullshit that he got tired of. And that and that's really what it came down to. He just got tired of the bullshit that Belichick kept giving. You know. And, yeah. And let's forget, if you've heard what players that know him, Ben Watson said he felt like he, you know, he was checked out last year in November. Uh-huh. Well, if he checked out on them, that's on him. That's a him problem. That's not a, a them problem. You know, if if the thing with Guerrero a couple years ago, you know, everything you started to hear, like you never hear bad things out of New England. And then you got to start worrying, where's this coming from? Oh, he put the house up for sale. Oh, what, okay. Like that's like a who cares thing. But in the end, you it, found yeah. that. Like it, it's a who cares thing. But at the end of the day, you kind of look at, well, you know, there was something to it. Where to come from? Brady's camp. You know, Belichick isn't sitting there giving away the state secrets because that doesn't help him out. It hurts him. If everybody knows what you're going to do going into battle, then, you know, you, you're never going to win the war. And, you know, the stuff last year, the stuff or Tom doesn't want to go to, you know, Tom doesn't want to go to, to OTAs. Tom doesn't want to do this. Tom doesn't want to do this. Tom's always taking time to practice. That's not Tom. And that wasn't Tom the first 
15 years of his illustrious NFL career. But it became that, and there's a coup there, in my opinion. You know, they were like, oh, well, fuck this. Gronk retiring, not helping them, didn't help that whole situation out. And and that's where, you know, I guess me personally, I, I start drawing lines on how sorry you feel for these guys. Oh, he took a pay cut or, and I'm not just saying Brady, any, any major uh, professional athlete, you know, for the good of the team or blah, blah. You know, I mean, he took a pay cut. Okay. Gee, I'm sorry, man. Uh, instead of making uh 25 million, gee, I'll I tell you what, I, I, I'll try real hard to live on 20 million or 19.5 million. I, you know, I know that's going to be real hard. And difficult. Oh, I. That's where I stopped short. Okay. So when I start hearing about, oh, he's going to take a pay cut. He's not going to get his money. Please. No, I live personally, saying... like many, like thousands and thousands of other people, paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. when I start hearing the bleeding heart stuff about, you know, uh, well, uh, you know, he's going to not make as much. You know what? Load the contract up with incentives. Okay. Make them play a little harder and keep that little motivation to get all that extra money again. I mean, really, I, 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 this is the only problem I have with uh, professional sports. And I, I get it that their careers can end any, on any given play. I get all of that. I get all of that, you know, but I'm sure they all ensure okay, themselves, you know. And let's not forget, a lot of them can't get – you can get life insurance. They can't when they're done playing. Uh, you know, so I, 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 I don't know that part involved. of it. I know Lloyd's of London, uh, they're making, you know, uh, billions of dollars in premiums in, in, uh, in um, insuring teams and the athletes themselves. So uh, the athletes no, they're, they're, can protect themselves. It's not easy, but yeah, but Lloyd's of London's protecting contracts. They're not protect. They're not writing a. a I, I I can tell you this, and I, I'm not talking as next week he's going to come on and talk about it. So you know, but like I, my good buddy Dan Lacatur played in the NHL. He can't get life yep. insurance because of his concussion history. How do you live oh, the rest of, of your pre-existing pre- condition? Yep. So he can't get life insurance. So I thought, like, I thought they had laws about that now. I thought they changed no, the that's, laws that's on only that. In that's only in healthcare. That has nothing to do with um, life insurance. Isn't it isn't. It's just what it is. It's not. Well, then it, it like, behooves it, it. Then it, it behooves the players on their own. And let's face it, the millions that they make now, some of it is deferred. Uh, by choice, okay, I, we get that. You know, the, they, they have a lot of their monies deferred to a later age, and then they start collecting on that. I mean, really, they they can have plenty of money put aside that would be the equivalent of a life insurance uh, policy, all right? I mean, yeah, but you're, you're Derek Jeter made, what, $20 million a year? 
if he doesn't have sixty million stashed someplace somehow, okay, and, but, but and, see, like even you, even if he threw it in CDs, you know but, what I mean? Like you're, we're both looking at extremes. Yes, Derek Jeter made two hundred five hundred million dollars playing baseball, or even a Rod, <laughs> but set for life because a Rod's really good with his money. A-Rod is a tremendous – like, if you see what A-Rod's doing post-career, he's probably making more money post-career than he made during well, his yeah. baseball career. But that's it not – It probably is. That, that, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched. But that's yeah, not I've point. seen it. I've but seen it on I'm, TV and everything. But what I'm saying is the point is, is, like, you're going with the extreme of Derek Jeter. I'm going with guys who didn't make Derek Jeter money. And hockey players didn't make Derek Jeter money. That's why guys No, like, hockey players are the ones that don't make – as much as the other sports, agreed. Yeah, and they're the ones that even in their contracts, like the NHL CBA has not taken out the escrow that was put in years ago. All right, let's see here. We got a phone call. But I don't. We got a phone call. Who's on? I don't know. Let's see. Nine. Seven three, you're on with Brew and the coach. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Lou from New Jersey. Lou, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, well, can't say too much right now. I was just hearing about, um, you know, how much the NHL makes a lot less than its, you know, other uh, counterparts. You know, which mm-hmm. is a shame because you know they take a beating more than just about anybody else. Even more football players, you know, with the concussions and whatnot, and they should be entitled to get more. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree so, too. I mean, so why after eighty years haven't they figured that out yet? Because the TV and, money in hockey isn't anywhere near what it, what it is in the other sports. Egg, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The the revenues in the hockey world just don't equate to you know the Major League Baseball and and and, right. and the others. So NFL. They, the monies are not there now. That doesn't mean they can't make a good living. Let's face right. it. I wish I could make their money and have that living. But you know, from uh, everything being equal, I, we agree with you, uh, Lou. Um, Thank you. know, there is as much risk. That's a pounding sport. Let's face it. Yeah. And uh, their careers could end on a moment's notice too. I mean, they're no, you know, they're no different. That's a hard gr- uh, grinding sport. And um, Probably the most grinding. It, 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 it's, it's a good point. It's a very good point. They, they just are in a sport that doesn't have the same revenue stream like the others. That's all. Um, yeah. And, and let's you know? not forget, the N- here's the other part of the NHL that a lot of people forget. When you have seven teams that are paying in the Canadian dollar, which is usually – right not as strong as the American dollar and all the contracts are being paid in American dollar. Um, that's, that doesn't help either for their cause, but I'm not, I, I'm not being broken hearted for these guys. Like the guys that I know. Yeah, I am. Because you know what? I know what they're going through. I know what their end of life is. You know, like it's really hard to talk to somebody who, you know, that, one day could be, you know, on cloud nine and, and the next, you know, not to, not to steal the line from, you know, 
Carrie Delavate on the, the Gary Love tape. You know, some uh-huh. days their personal lives are are two, and their professional lives are a nine. And then it could be the the next day, it could be the other way around. So, yeah, you know, I. So you make a good that, point, Lou. You, you, you make you make a good point, Lou. Thank you. you. Know? I'm just hoping for it to come back before the year is over. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a tough time, man. You know, and believe me, all of the sports enthusiasts, uh, you know, and, and just the diehards. <laughs> We all want to see it. And yeah. you know what? Who cares if they're going to be a little rusty in the first week or two? I do. That's going to be normal. I expect it. You know, they're at the highest level of, of, of the sport, you know, on the planet. And it's not, it won't take them that long to get to where they're supposed to be. No. But just to see it come back would be, wow, you know? It's just the thrill of it again. But I'm praying for that. Time will tell now. Yeah. All right, Coach. Yeah, let's go to break because at 8 o'clock we got a guest joining us. Uh, if you're on hold for us, we'll get to you after that or call back because we're going to be here. Um, this is the Brew and the Coach talking sports on the Black Talk hey, Radio. Coach Kevin from Superfans.com. Superfans shirt. Superfans has Boston's best T-shirts. Uppercase B's for the adults and lowercase B's for the kids. You see our street hustlers at your favorite event or you shop with us at superfans.com. At Superfans, we're just like you. We take pride in our town and support the best our teams have to offer. Listen to your New England soul. Visit superfans.com and say hello next time you see us around town. We make Boston's best t-shirts for New England's best fans. Superfans! Superfans is a proud sponsor of Dirty Water TV. This is Ball Vinny from the Right Field Bleacher Crew, which is at Yankee Stadium. And all real Yankee fans know you get the authentic apparel at BallVinny.com. Right Field Bleachers, anti-Boston, all the real stuff, all the hardcore fans wear. Only shop BallVinny.com. Hello, hockey fans. This is Paul Stewart, former NHL referee, ambassador for Hockey Fights Cancer, asking you to get in the fight. Dial 1-800-540-6500. Or log on to HockeyFightsCancer.com. Make a donation and become part of our team. Get in the fight. Hey, college basketball fans. This is Brian Phelps from the Pirate Athletic Fund at Seton Hall. If you're a Seton Hall basketball fan or just a college basketball fan living in New Jersey, the memories of the 1989 Seton Hall basketball team will forever live in your memory. You can get a copy of the brand new DVD, Band of Pirates, out now. Visit shupirates.com to order your copy today. Hi, this is Matt Barnaby, and you're listening to What's Brewing. Scotty, no more autographs, please. Oh, my good old buddy Matt Barnaby with the greatest drop in the history of the show. All right, so while we wait for them, your brother Joe hung up, but we'll get him back on the air um, whenever he calls back. All right, so oh. what we were – all right, well, we, I could call him back. I, I have his number. Um, or he could call back. I mean, it's, it's part – the great part of this. I, I'll, send him, I'll, I'll send a quick text. He, he probably yeah, got tell, tied up with something. Yeah, tell him we're sorry, but, you know, we're, we're waiting, for, waiting for somebody to call him. Um, so, like, we were talking before, and I, and I told you to hold on, so we'll do that now. The – 
amateur. I, I've had, my whole problem with this whole thing has been, and and I, you know, and I've, you know, a buddy whose daughter is graduating from high school this year. The stuff that you're not thinking about as a sports, like we've talked about the sports aspect of it, but the life aspect of it has this part of it. Yeah. The World Series is one of the quintessential events of this country, right? Did you? We love it. Summer? Obviously. Um, we are going to lose that this year because of this. God damn it. My watch is bothering me now. Right, Coach? So we welcome in a one of my good friends who her son played in the Little League World Series. Is, is LJ with us? LJ is with us. Yep, I'm here. And LJ played in the Little League World Series. So welcome, first of all, Coach, LJ, and Patty. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing? Good. We so, are doing really well. A little, a little sad to have no baseball right now, but, but, you know, making the best of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were talking about this before, and, like, and I saw LJ when literally had sent out that they were canceling it. LJ said, we'll let 13-year-olds play next year. As somebody who played in it and got to experience it, that experience could be gone for those kids that are turning 12 this year. Like, what do they lose? They lose the chance at a great experience that I was lucky enough to have. And to think that a whole year, a whole grade level of those kids aren't even going to be able to watch their peers play is it, it's very sad because you see you see all the other players, you see them all going up there, going on TV, and you don't even get a shot at that. It's very sad. Agreed. Yeah, agreed, young fella. It's it's a, it's a tough situation. I mean, when we were playing Little League, we never had all that exposure or the opportunity for things like that. But Well, we had a chance to go to the series, but there was never the kind of coverage that you see now. But um, it's a shame that the kids that could have played this year, it's, yeah, it is, it's sad. I, I feel really bad for the, for the kids. It, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to, to see happen. You know, and Patty, from the parents' perspective, you know, you know the, the moments that you gain from that are you're never you'll just never have again. Yeah, you know what i I think about um, you know our team. You know, we played. We were we were blessed uh, enough to play in the Ten U regionals uh, two years prior, and you know, of course, it was a dream to make it to Williamsport um, after making it to Rhode Island. And we just kept watching those kids and go, oh, my God, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. So you've got that anticipation. And I know as a parent who, you know, and at that time when they were 10, I was coaching them too. So as a parent, you know, who coached and, and, and loved and watched, you kind of have that feeling that your kids have the ability to make it there. So that anticipation grows year by year by year. So looking at it from a parent perspective, I think to myself, like, these, these parents, these kids would have gone there. They knew, they knew 
You know, they, they know that their kids had a chance. They know that that was a possibility for their kids. And the blood, sweat, tears, time, effort, sacrifice, all the things that go into being a baseball family, um, yeah. really, like, to, to think that that's just, that's just stripped from them rips my heart out. It, it really yeah, does. Yeah, it rips a I, lot of people's hearts out. We, we're with you. We're, we're with yeah, you. I, it, yeah, it, just watching your kids on that field, there's, there's just, I, I can't even put it into words. I really can't. It really is, you know, aside from your, and I said it a, a lot of the times when we were there, the kids making it to the Little League World Series, in my opinion, is, is almost bigger than making it onto a pro team or making it into the World Series. Because the, the Little League World Series, they generally have one shot at it, just one year, one summer, and that's it. It's gone. You make a pro team, yep. you know, you could make it the World Series year after year after year. But that Little League World Series is really like a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it's just it's so that's different. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, you know, it's who, whoever, whoever could have thought something like this could have happened. You know, so it's always the kids, you know, that, that, that's, that get hurt. Um, I don't know. I remember, I remember when I was, uh, I guess I was nine or ten, and we were in Little League, and my family, you know, God bless them, you know, we, they had a book vacation, and it was the only time my dad and mom could get away. So we had to go on vacation, and here I am, a nine, ten-year-old kid, and we never played under the lights, you know, a night baseball game. I mean, I was like, wow, you know, that, you know, but there was a game that was scheduled to be played under the lights, and I couldn't play. I mean, I had to be with my family. It was the only time that they could take me and my brothers uh, to on vacation. And I'm saying to myself, oh, man, you know, but, you know, I dealt with it. I mean, uh, I was going on vacation with my parents, you know, and you're yeah. a kid. But we had we had other uh, chances to play under the lights. And uh, but I, I sort of get it. I, I'm not equating that to missing a chance to go to Williamsport. Um, I mean, you got to win so many games just to get to Williamsport. But, um, you know, the kids have to as a team. But, you know, it's it's the same kind of disappointment, you know. And it, and it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's, what can you do? Uh, it's, 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 a life, it's a life experience. And uh, these kids at a young age are seeing what life can do. And maybe it makes them a better person down the road. Uh, in a crazy way. Who who knows, you know? It's it's a shame, though, and I can't agree with you more. Yeah, like, you look at the whole... I mean, it's... And one of the reasons why they ultimately are canceling it this year has more to do with the local leagues couldn't start when they wanted them to, which means the tournaments couldn't start when they wanted to. When did you guys start the whole district process last year? June. 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 And I and I'm actually on the um, the executive board of the rec- board on my in our league now, and that's you know one of the things that we keep going over and over again is you know when are we going to be able to play if 
at all we're going to be able to play this year. And it's just, it's just such an unprecedented time because there's no answers. You know, the kids, um, they, you know, there's, there's, there's tryouts for the district team that have to happen. All of those things usually take place and the coaches that, you know, that, that coach the district team watch the kids play during rec and that's not happening right now. So even if there was going to be a little league world series, it definitely would have been a very different um, path, you know, to get there, even from the starting of, of how you're fielding your team. Yeah. And, and like, as a player, LJ, it's, it's like, we were just talking about like the professionals, but for like, you know, kids, you can't get out and you can't play. Like you can go around the neighborhood if you have the room, but being like inner city kids, like we all are, this isn't fun for us either because all the parks are closed. You can't even go out there and throw a ball around with somebody. If you do, you run, you risk getting arrested unless you live in Lakeland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. That, that only pertains to me. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, I, I, I have to share. I have to share. I have to share a quick point here. Uh, my friend, my wise guy hockey uh, friend, who has been clamoring for me to give him a shout-out, which I still don't want to do, but he, uh, they make fun of my age, even though I'm still playing. And he asked, oh, they had lights when I was 10 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, how was so it? So I usually answer I mean, how was it? You know, uh, well, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and I was the one who helped, uh, you know, Noah build his ark, you know what I mean? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you yeah, know, like. So there, I hope you're happy, Johnny. Like, I've never been That's to Williamsport. It. And I always said I would go if I knew somebody or go if my kid was playing. Last year was, like, perfect. You know, because with LJ going and everything, sorry I didn't get to see you after the game, but it poured when I was up there. And, like, it was just like I felt like I was part of the team, and I really wasn't. And I thank you guys for that because it was awesome. No problem. Listen, it was a blessing having everyone there to begin with. I I tell you, Tony, you've never been. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Pat. No, I was just going to say, like, he's, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what he said, you know, it really was, it was such a blessing to have so many supporters. And that was one thing that we were not in short of at any point. I mean, we had six, six buses per game in many cases that were going up there to the point that the, the bus company didn't have enough buses because they were actually donating them. They didn't have enough buses for a few of the games that they had to get the little trolley buses from the local college the local university. Yeah. So it was really, really uh, just such a, an amazing experience to get so many people out there. And that's something, again, going back to this year, you know, I, I just imagine the kids who would have been going there to not get that experience, you know, to not get to, to you know, live on the campus and all of those other great things. I just, it, it just sucks. Yeah. I, I, I got to, I got to ask this. Like, the grotto. How many of those kids that you met have you stayed in touch with? Like, how is it? Because, like, you get a chance to meet kids from all over the world. You know, like, and 
how's the like have you talked to any of the kids from like anywhere else in the world and how they're all dealing with this yeah i've actually talked to the kids from i've talked to a couple kids from australia they're saying they're handling they're handling it pretty well they're making sure they stay inside they uh, keep in limited contact all that i talked to a couple kids in canada they were keeping their distance handling it pretty well staying inside and, and then you see and then you see lakewood I mean, what to start? <laughs> <laughs> That's two. My wife has me want to see how many liquid jokes I can get out of my system. Um, but like, yeah, but that's like the coolest part of like, that's the part of this. I think that like people that don't understand the William, like people watch the Little League World Series, obviously. I mean, I'm sure you guys are all local celebrities around Elizabeth and everything. But like what people don't understand is, is the, the relationships that these kids form while they're there, you know, and and like something like this, like I'm sure you, I I know knowing you, knowing your mom as well as I do and how long I've known her, I'm sure you were reaching out to these kids from Australia when the fires were going on. So they go from that to this and it's really. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, And I hear Riley. No, actually, we, we're we're, pup, we're puppy sitting right now, so you hear um, the puppies getting at Riley's toys. Send you a picture of this uh, this gorgeous little miniature husky we got. Oh, how cute! I sent you a uh, picture of today in Lakewood. I saw it. <laughs> I showed all day. We both laughed. We quietly laughed. That's okay. That's today. But like. You know, Listen, I mean, you got to get what you got to get, right? You know, what's going to be like I, on I mean, Sunday I, when it's going to be in the 80s? I'm not going anywhere near that, Rita's. And that's right across the street. But, like, you know, but, like, the thing is, it's like, you know, like, you're getting ready to go into, like, Babe Ruth or whatever league or whatever the Little League equivalent is that you're playing. You know, this is a year that even, like, as you're progressing into high school that you're losing, which isn't great either nope yeah there's a lot yeah. there's definitely a lot that's going to be altered by this it's going to happen I mean and you look at like you know Patty as a parent like a buddy of mine's kids graduating from high school this year you know if like you were a parent and, and you struggled to have a kid you worked your butt off to get a kid or you adopted finally and whatever and you have one kid graduating high school as a, as a high school teacher. High school is the last one that people actually care about. Nobody goes to their college graduation unless you know you're like really me, <laughs> right? <laughs> like how many people actually? But like with the amount of people that don't, you know, like high school is the bit last big one, and this even hurts the, like those kids, like hurts the like this is where the parent part of it comes in. Right. I yeah. I I just this whole thing is just um, you know, it's like you said. We keep saying it's it's changing so much. You know, the kids. There's a lot of things that kids are missing out on. I I I made it my point during our quarantine time to really just kind of embrace the pause 
and try yeah. our best to enjoy it and, and make the best of it. You know, we've definitely watched – LJ got to watch himself pitch against Hawaii for the first time the other day. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of fun because, you know, we, we mm-hmm. wanted to go back to it a little bit and enjoy the memory. But these kids who are missing out, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see what happens with the colleges, the incoming – you know, the new incoming freshman class and how that progresses because, you know, they're giving college kids an additional year of eligibility. So I wonder how all of this is going to play out. It's definitely going to be quite interesting. I I don't trust the NCAA to do anything right. So I'm skeptical there, but I, you know, like, and, and like you think about like, you take you took the winter championships away from kids, like unless like your state had played like their state basketball tournament or their state hockey tournament or whatever, they canceled then. At least those kids had a chance. You know, if you're let for a lot of kids, high school is the last time they'll ever play competitive sports where it actually means something. Not to say they like playing in a you know a men's league or something isn't competitive, but it doesn't have the same feeling. You know, for those kids, it stinks. Yeah. I think for those kids too, like the kids who would have blossomed senior year and might have gotten a look that they wouldn't have gotten previously. What yeah. happens to those kids? Or you know, you, you just turn on. Or, and, and to go even more personal with you guys, if the XFL doesn't kick off in February and was supposed to kick off in April, where's PJ? You know, this whole thing was a was a bit of a blessing, I think, for him. You know, that the, he, was, he was hot. He was definitely really hot at the time that it all shut down and it made him eligible to get picked up sooner. So yeah. definitely I think that it could have been a blessing. I mean, granted, I'll tell you now, um, talking to him, he, he wanted to continue playing. The kid's, the kid's a baller. He wants to play. Yeah. But looking at when it happened, it, it was a bit – uh, what's the word? Serendipitous. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it is. It, 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 it's sad, though. It, it, and it's sad that in that point, too, because, like, the XFL was going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And this just killed it, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, I hope that I hope that they take a year off and they figure it out, the finances, and they get themselves back, because I think that they were doing a really good job this time around with the XFL, it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, granted, we were focusing on the team that was the most fun to watch, but yes, it we was a lot of fun to watch. And I think it gave a lot of athletes an opportunity to get another chance again. So you know, it definitely did for PJ, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Riley Coach, was what... actually just texting him a little while ago. Oh. I don't know what she was saying. It was probably just a whole bunch of symbols and characters, but somehow she was texting them. It was pretty funny. Oh. All right, Coach, what do you got? So we can let them go and back and enjoy puppy sitting. Well, it was certainly in, enjoyable uh, listening to them, and I and I wish uh, the young fellow a lot of luck and and everything, and um, everyone stay healthy. Hey, Coach, when were you supposed to be in Cooperstown this year? Well, and it's in, in it's in huge jeopardy. Number one, uh, I don't think they're going to open up the town. 
uh, the nearby dream parks where teams from all over the country, amateur young kid uh, age teams, uh, playing a big tournament where my mm-hmm. brother Joe umpires. That's all been canceled already. And oh. our men's tournament, I think, is in jeopardy because I don't know if it's the town itself is going to be open. That means Abner Doubleday Field will be shut down and all the surrounding, uh, you know, fields to, to play the games on. Uh, not every game is played in uh, Doubleday Field, right, which yeah. is literally down a block from the Hall of Fame, which everyone probably knows. But, um, you know, it's we're, I, don't, I don't think we're going to be playing in August. I don't even know if I would feel comfortable, me, me personally, standing in a batter's box with the catcher and the umpire standing right next to me. They start sneezing or coughing or something, and I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it all depends on what the governor of New York does, uh, Governor Cuomo, if he's going to open up the state. And then Cooperstown itself has to open up for, for people to, you know, go up there. And the Hall of Fame has to be open. I, I don't know. And then that leads me to, um, you know, uh, our November tournament in Florida, which is the biggest one. That's the one that's near and dear to my heart. First, CLG, you get all these tournaments. Me and thousands of other get older. Uh, amateur ball players. Huh? So you get all these tournaments when you get older. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, Patty, you know, we may be, I, the, the number may be getting larger, but the, the heart is getting younger. I'm just thankful I personally can still go out and compete and play at the game I love. And, um, you know, it, it it brings me to that other piece of this um, where even us older guys, you know, the passion of the game, the competitiveness and uh, that we still have to go out and play what we love. Um, we are all affected by this, you know, not just the multimillionaire uh, professional athletes, uh, which we all still want to watch play because it's a pleasure to watch them play, uh, uh, to watch people play at the highest level, you know, yeah. um, that we aspired to, uh, but just, you know, couldn't get to that kind of level. Uh, me personally, I had that bad accident when I was 19 and uh, I lost out on my baseball career. So that's probably why I still play. Um, and I'm thankful I can still play. I, I try to take care of myself, uh, but there's so many other people just like me who are excellent, excellent ball players, um, as, and even as they get older. So, like our Roy Hobbs tournament in in, uh, in Florida, uh, Fort Myers, Florida, where we play on the Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins sta- uh, fields and in their stadiums. Um, you know, the Cooperstown tournament, uh, there's, there's thousands of people, uh, ball players around this country that look forward to this and it's the passion of the game. You know, he, here we are, we pay to play. Okay. So this is the opposite end of the spectrum. This is the, the, uh, the, 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 the other side of the coin. We pay to play. Plus we pay our own airfare. We pay our own hotel. We have to pay for a rental car, okay? There's a player fee on the team you're going to, to play on. We don't care. We, we, we find the way to come up with this money so we can go play the game we love. 
Yeah. And we're all affected too. Now, all right, maybe we save a few bucks, you know, one time. But you know what? You live once, man. And, you know, most of us that have our health, our legs, uh, a, a, a solid, strong back yet, uh, the knees are, are still pretty much okay, that we can yeah, go boy. out and run and field and, and swing a bat, um, we're all affected by this too. And, and, and it's that passion to compete, whether you're, you're a professional athlete or an amateur athlete. And um, these are things that we look forward to, you know. Um, yeah, financially it's a little hard sometimes. And then I, I use my spit-in-the-wind attitude personally and say, ah, screw this, I'll pay it. <laughs> you know, I come up with, find it. You find the money. I mean, one time I borrowed a few bucks from uh, my brother. <laughs> but hey, I'm sure he's going to call in to make sure he's on that. What's that? Right. Hold on. Let, let's hear So that they can get <laughs> – um, so we can get with Patty and LJ get going. Um, guys, thanks for joining. And uh, we got to do this again. Have a little Thank bit. you so much for having us on. We appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, it was fun. It, it was fun listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. And George, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out when all this is over to make up the St. Patty's Day. We missed out on that. St. Patty's Day, Brew Family Game Night. We're going to have, like, I, I, I think the joke of that, I'm going to have one hell, one killer, St. Patrick's, Cinco de Mayo, Easter, Fourth of July, Memorial Day. I think we're going to have to do that. Throw it all together. And this birthdays. Kid, this kid turns 13 on Memorial Day. Oh, all right. Well, we'll definitely have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so oh. much for having us on, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you. All right. All right, George, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. I will talk to you soon. Stay away from Rita. Um, absolutely. See that list? That line there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so let's do this. Um, well, we got time for phone calls, so if anybody wants to call in like your brothers or anybody else, um, we'll do Quick break here, and we'll be back because I got to pee or something. Okay. It's a no-hitter, a perfect game for Don Larson. Yogi Berra runs out, leaps in his arms. He's swarmed by his teammates. Listen to this crowd roar. Hi, folks. I've just spent a delightful time chatting with George Brew on his What's Brewing show. Boy, this guy asks great questions. He's fun to talk to. Just wonderful to listen to him and to hear what he has to say and you'll enjoy it too so make sure to listen to what's brewing with george brew you'll find that it's a time of your life see look at that coach you think i made the big time bob wolf did that for me <laughs> that's cool that's cool yeah and if PJ I, uh, we were talking when, when oh when, when we sign one... off i i have yeah. to i just want to touch base with you when we sign off Okay, we can do that. So, um, just that, right, so we're, we're off right now. Yeah, we're on a break right no, now, right? No, we're we're back. Are we live? Um, yeah, we're live. Ah. Told you it was a quick break. Um, the PJ we were talking right. about, um, Patty. Hold on, one second. The PJ we were talking about was Pete Walker, the quarterback from the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL, who played in Indy, played at Temple, is now um, one of the quarterbacks down there in West Carolina Panthers. And uh, Matt Rule, and he, he wrote a 
article today for the Players Tribune, which um, I literally have on my screen and I'm trying to read it. So, um, or I will at some point, but obviously, here we go. Uh-huh. All, right. All right, Coach. So, what do we got? Well, you know, for the, uh, the rest of the audience, we could go back to um, we can go back to Brady. We could uh, actually let, let's. Um, I, I, this is a, a player that I don't really watch too often, but you know, watching pros play. Um, my my point here is let let's take a a guy like Andy Dalton, the quarterback for years on. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, okay? Yeah. Now, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, I don't follow the Bengals. Nobody uh, does. I mean, I watch NFL. I, I, I'll watch the game. And here's a yeah. guy who seems to play so well at times, and then the, the bad play, the bad throw, maybe he's forcing a throw. That all these years, I, I believe a guy like that is, in a lot of ways, maligned. He can't win this. He can't win that. He can't play the big game. Blah blah. Okay. And a lot of sports uh, pro uh, sport athletes are, are are in that kind of category. They just seem to be uh, criticized and maligned over the years. Okay. And you could possibly throw Philip Rivers into that. As good as they are at times, him and uh, Dalton, they have these 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 little stretches of. Holy smoke. But then, you know, and then so much depends on defense, okay? Let's face it. Dan Marino never won because they don't play defense. Dan Fouts never won. They don't play defense. So it's a team sport. It's the epitome of a team sport. Uh, You know, baseball, you have guys that bat and play defense. But football, a quarterback can't play defense. Okay, what's my point? The point is this. There's rumors, and I don't know if it's really too far away. Um, I haven't heard anything today about it, but Andy (laughs) Dalton might sign with the Patriots. Now, I don't know if you've heard it or or seen it, or I heard it, okay? I heard it more than once. And I'm saying to myself, maybe if this guy, Andy Dalton, ended up on a team, an organization like New England, maybe he'll have his day in the sun. Maybe. Maybe it can work. Maybe he can actually win a heck of a lot more than he lost, um, uh, than, than, than he loses. Like the opposite in many, many ways that, you know, when he's with the Bengals. So I'm saying to myself, now here's a guy who's played, what has he played, about 14 years? Something like that. I, I didn't see when he came into the league, so he may have a shot to go to a, a, a one of the class organizations of the NFL, right? And um, you never know. So uh, to me, that's a situation where I put personally aside all the millions of dollars. I mean, how sorry can you feel for a Philip Rivers or Dan Marino or Dan Fouts? Or, or an Andy Dalton. I mean, these people don't have to work another day in their life. Okay, but from the purity of the sport and the purity of competition, maybe if he does end up signing with the Patriots, maybe he has a chance to be a champion. And who knows, right? 
so that's a, another piece that I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, before we came on the air. And um, I thought, uh, see what you thought about that. Yeah. Where's he, where's he an upgrade as a starting quarterback? I'm sorry? Where does he fit? He's not a starting quarterback. Where does he fit? Yeah. See, this is like the part of this that like the screeching A. Smith has to realize and, and like the talking heads on, on, on the interwebs, right, or on the yeah. TV. Where is Andy Dalton a upgrade? He's not no, going to be a an upgrade to Tom Brady. He's not an upgrade. No. But no. where is it, where is he an upgrade? But, is he an upgrade over Jared Stidham? I don't think so. Is he a only Bel? Only Belichick can figure that out. Well, and look, and here's the thing. When you look at a quarterback, and this is where I think we all, like, fall in love with the the line of, oh, he's better than this guy. How is this guy not have a job? Or why isn't this guy still in the league? Blah, 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 right? The, The part of the whole situation is, is that is he an upgrade to the New England Patriots? No, because it's a complex offense, and you're not going to learn it. Is it? An, is he an upgrade as a backup? Well, a veteran, a veteran can can learn a, a system. Oh, really? You you have you seen how that works out for some teams? Because it doesn't, and it doesn't always work. I've seen it enough. Unless you got a guy who comes in and like. It's why Philip Rivers works in Indianapolis more than he would have worked in New England or anywhere else because he has a especially in the in the time we're in, you know, where he knows Frank Reich, he knows Frank Reich's offense. What offense does Andy Andy Dalton know? Ocho Cinco went up there and he's a veteran and he couldn't figure out that offense. A lot of guys have gone to New England and not been able to figure out the offense or don't want to play and don't want to put in the work to assimilate themselves the way the New England Patriots do business. And and that's probably very, very true. Uh, I was just talking uh, on the surface of things that if he did figure it out, if they did think enough of him to sign him, and they, you know, he did win the job only because of his veteran status. Um, unless they wanted to go with the young guy and use him, you know, as a backup. But then, does he agree to stay as a backup? That's another issue. So that's another topic. Let's forget that for a second. Um, well, let, let's look at. Uh, let, let's all right. Let's look at that this way. If you're not, if you're, look, it took them until yesterday to cut him, which means they were trying to trade him. Nobody wanted him. Okay. So you could either go in and say, well, man, nobody wants me. I got a chip on my shoulder. Or because look, they, the, the Cincinnati bungles have put all their chips in the middle of the table with, with Joe Burrow. Yeah. So yeah. They did. At, that's, 
so obviously, God, good luck for him. You know, I'll, I'll give him the sign of the cross now. You guys just got drafted by a team that doesn't even have an indoor practice facility. A team that still operates like it's 1960. Is that fair to the player? And Dalton gets a bad rap. Probably not. Because he had a he had a dope for a head coach in Marvin Lewis for all those years. You know he had Hugh Jackson as as his coordinator for all for years. Is he the reason why they weren't good? No. Was he the reason they were sorted these? They weren't terrible the whole time he was there. Yeah, and and that brings me back to uh, my uh, original point. Quarterbacks Mm. don't play defense. Now, sometimes they try to do too much. Maybe they make a throw they probably really shouldn't make, and they try to make it anyway, and they get picked off. They get intercepted. And then they get then they get the bad rap. Oh, he he makes the bad play at the wrong time. Okay, what are these organizations doing to make their defense championship caliber? Okay, so in my opinion, Dan Marino was so good. I blame that entire organization all those years that they had him and they wasted him. His second year, he goes to the Super Bowl. Never smells it again the rest of his career. How come? Well, they, you know, you got to stop the other team from scoring once in a while. You know what I mean? (laughs) You got to play some consistent defense. You're not going to stop every play. You're not going to not give up touchdowns and give up points. But, man, when when you expect your quarterback to overcome 30 points on defense all the time, that ain't going to happen all the time. You know, it's just. Well, let me ask you this question: Is he better than Alex Smith? Who is who better than Alex Smith? Is Andy, Andy Dalton? Dalton better? Yeah. Is he better? Yeah. Well, Dalton has been in the league longer. He's he's a more of a veteran. Uh, who, I don't know who's if, been in the league longer. Can, I, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I can't say. Is he better? He should be better from his veteran status and and and, and all the but years who, that he's played and the experience who, level that he's attained. It should, Alex be, Smith? It should be Dalton, no, right? Alex Smith. It's Alex Smith. No, no, Alex Dalton Smith. is in the league longer than Alex Smith, isn't he? Oh, no, Alex Smith's been in the league is the same amount of time that Aaron Rodgers is in the league. It's fifteen years. Who's a better player? Well, Andy Dalton has been in the league almost as long, or if not longer. It's like 10 years. Was it a year difference? No. Two it's, years it's difference? No, it's it's less. It's shit. Well, I got to look. I, I have to see I, when Dalton came into you, the league and when Dalton. Alex Smith came into the league. Alex Smith's rookie year was 2005. Andy Dalton's was 10 or 11. That's what I'm saying. Dalton has been here longer. Not by much, yeah, but he's Alex, here longer. Alex All right. So is he better? I don't know. 2005. I, Andy Dalton's in the league since 2010. I didn't get that St. Anthony's station. Alex Smith. Wait a minute. Who was in since 2005? Alex Smith. Five. All right. Well. Yes. 
Yeah, he was the number one overall I, pick. I, I don't year. know. I don't know the answer to that. I I, 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 just I don't want to an answer to it. I don't feel. I, I I who's better? Do you who 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 do you think is better? Alex Smith. They both haven't had, you know, they haven't had uh, really, uh, you know, ruckus careers here. Either one of them. Oh, I, I think Alex Alex Smith has had a, a totally better career. Andy Dalton's in the league. 2011 was his rookie year. And those teams were plug and play were supposed to be good. Those teams were yeah. good teams. They just couldn't win the playoffs. Why? Because they they play in a black and blue division. Well, that's like Marty Schottenheimer. He couldn't. He, he was maligned because he could, even though he went thirteen and three several times, or he had the big regular seasons, he couldn't get over the the, the playoff hump. So yeah, you know, there's so many variables. It's so many things to take in consideration. Does, does he hold back on certain play calling? Do they play more conservative? Instead of just letting it letting it air out, you know, that's why I used to love Marino and Dan Fouts. Um, they they just would air it out. They 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 didn't hold back offensively, but they didn't have they didn't have they weren't on teams with good defenses, not not championship caliber uh, defenses. I, oh my God, I remember Dan Fouts would bring the team down the field, down the field all the time. And as soon as they kick off, the other team's going and scoring. Well, so how the hell they, you – I mean, you know, what do you want your quarterback to do? <laughs> you know, it's not touch football. Ten touchdowns win, you win ten to nine. <laughs> you know, how about hold the ball huh? a little bit longer? <laughs> you don't have – the ball. You don't get the ball enough because your defense keeps giving up the touchdowns. Well, if you keep putting the defense Crazy. on the field I – mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you don't give the defense enough time to, to, to rest, okay, how good your offense is? Well, how, what do you, you can't criticize how fast an offense scores. You can. Sometimes you, can't you score choreograph exactly. You can't choreograph exactly how you're going to score a touchdown and when. I'm not saying you can, but, you know, sometimes you run the football. That was great. That was Miami's problem. They never had a good running back. Their, their biggest exactly. problem was they could That was another, came, that was another well, huge problem. Not cut in time, you know, when it came down to nut cutting time, they couldn't cut their nuts. Here you go. Here's a perfect example. If you're Aaron Rodgers last Thursday night and you did the show with Pat McAfee earlier in the night, right, and you guys are sitting there talking about how great if we got a running back or great if we got a skill position player and they draft your successor, you don't think the guy has a right to be really pissed off right now? Like the whole break, like the whole thing we were talking about with Brady, where where you know they never got any real help. Like you know they were just kind, of, but that was Brady's fault. Aaron Rodgers has made every shitbag wide receiver that Green Bay's ever brought in better. I mean, there there are guys that there that were there that weren't any good, and he made them very good. He got guys. Well, Brady hate. was 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 um, was like he that. He made had. people around him better. Yeah, but I, I tell but you, he, I think he Aaron did Rogers make people fun. around him better. I'm not saying he didn't, no, but I'm were, saying what I'm saying when it comes to Rodgers is that when you get no yeah. help, 
He's got no help there. They haven't drafted anybody to help him. They haven't drafted a skill position player in the first round since him. And well, you're it's on the I, organization. I, you know, Green Bay's got one of the worst draft tracks. Where you look at like teams like Pittsburgh, right? Like the Steelers. Don't they always seem to get like a, a, a receiver in the fifth round, sixth round, the Antonio Browns, the, the Emmanuel Sanders of the world, the Heinz Worlds of Heinz Wards of the world? They've they, they've been able to do this. The the the, the yep. Baltimore Ravens, they've been able to do it. I mean, you look at a team like, and I don't think that John Elway is that great of a, a, a of an executive. You see what he did this year, knowing that hey, it's it's time to start cutting some nut here. You know, he went out and he drafted yep. two wide receivers in his first two picks, two studs of wide receivers. In his now first you two brought, picks. now it's interesting you, you brought up Elway. Now that's that's another textbook example of of of, of the point right. I was trying to. Make the four. So he, he got a running could back. not carry the team on his shoulders until they got a big time runner. Um, um, uh, you know, uh, Davis and uh, Terrell Davis, and mm-hmm. their defense stepped up, and all of a sudden the guy wins two Super Bowls in a row. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it's it's all relative, man. You you gotta have help. And, and, right, Marino never had the big-time runner. He had some really good runners. He didn't have the big-time runner. And, and I blame them. I blame the organization and Shula for that and, and not yeah. stepping up the defense. Same thing with the Chargers in the 70s, um, Air Coriel. I'm sure he was a great coach. But, you know, you got to play some defense. And then um, uh, Elway. Yeah, but, Elway but lost three looking, times. And, and the Super Bowl before they, they but, finally gave him that big runner, and they had to, uh, and they stepped. But again, anyway. you're, you're comparing, you know, apples to oranges. I mean, if you look at the league is today, how, how do you, you know, figure that? I'm, I'm comparing the uh, the theory. That's what I'm comparing the theory. But it, but it, but all right. So you look at like the Air Coriel teams, the Marino teams. Um, yeah. You forget that the, that they had. Teams of the decade, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't care how good Cincinnati uh, was, the Steelers were still the class of the league at that point. That's why they won oh, as much. The, those the four 70s. out of five years? Yeah, and the, and, and, and the Cowboys were good. Yeah. So whether the difference between like Marino, who still had to deal with, you know, the Bengals later on, um, oh, and by the way, the Denver Broncos of the late 80s, the Niners, and the Giants, and the Bears, who were really good then. So even if you didn't get to the Super Bowl, it was still hard to get out of the AFC then. The Jets weren't the trash heap that they are today. Where you look at today's NFL. And, and you brought up the Steelers. That's the epitome of a defense that, you know, Bradshaw didn't have to always put up 35 points. He, but he the could other manage thing, the game, and he had two fantastic runners, two un- unbelievable runners, and, this, and Blyer and, and um, Franco Harris. Had, and the Dolphins teams of the early 70s had fantastic runners with Kick and Morris and, 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 and Zonka. That's the last time. Right. 
and that's the last time the Dolphins had a tremendous defense, the no-name defense. They all gelled as a team. They played fantastic on defense. Yeah, when they but, when they were winning those years. But now, when like when you look at today's NFL, you know, because like the Denver Broncos of the late '90s were the the teams that LA won with had to deal with the salary cap, and they had to deal with the you know the turnover and players. I mean, you look at what Green Bay's done in the last. Uh, even when they had Favre, shouldn't they have one more with Brett Favre? Shouldn't they have one more with Aaron Rodgers? We're going to wait at the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. I, I, we yeah, are, I think so. I think they should have won more, but you know they didn't. You know, <laughs> at the end of these guys' careers, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, and, and and what I'm saying is, is at the end of these guys' careers, the far, uh, the end of Rogers' career, if Brady doesn't win three of five, we're talking about Tom Brady in a different way. Brady does. If if the last thing you thought of of Tom Brady was Welker dropping a game clinching pass in Super Bowl Forty Six. Right, Brady never yep. gets back to another Super Bowl. Right, it, it, what are we talking about? Brady lost his last two. He won his first three and lost his last two. That's what we're talking about with Brady. And then you're looking at, wow, man, New England did really nothing. I mean, what has New England ever got him to work with? Yes, Gronk is probably the best pass catcher that he ever had there for more than. Two years, because even the Randy Moss thing only lasted three years with Tom. Because let's not forget, oh eight Tom got. So when you look at the whole thing there, going back to the Brady thing, now you see where I'm saying, hey Brady was pissed because they never got him anything. Every time they brought somebody in, it was either a guy at the end of his chain, and every time they brought in young kids that they drafted, Tom cried, pissed, and moaned about it. He didn't start throwing passes. To, well, they drafted Julian Edelman in 2009. He didn't start trusting him until 2012. Granted, Edelman couldn't stay on the field because he was a kick returner then. And it wasn't until Brady started to feel confident in him. Well, doesn't, don't you think that's yeah. a problem? At the end of the day? Like, well, where Rodgers, when you've given a guy no help, Green Bay Packers have done to Aaron Rodgers is criminal. He's the greatest athlete to ever play the position, and you've given him nothing. I, I agree they haven't helped him with the receivers. Um, uh, let me, let me uh, I know we're getting close to um, uh, the, the two-hour uh, frame. But uh, yeah. I need to ask you: have, Is there a call on hold from eight one eight? Not right now. No, I haven't seen one. Okay, um, let me get this one point in from my brother Joe, who uh, unfortunately had to drop off. Um, he, he's old school like me, and I think yeah. in a way you're a little bit old school. Not as much, obviously, but uh, when we were talking about. Um, Remember, let's go back a couple of seconds here. 
Uh, we okay. were talking about player salaries and the millions that they make and everything, right? Yeah. Uh, my brother was wanted to make a comment, and so I'm I'm speaking from my brother. Um, okay. That and as old school as he is, then in the '60s, right, and yeah. where players started to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, which back then was like humongous money, right? Yeah. And it 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 made him sick because of the the salary. I mean, back then a hundred thousand dollars salary. Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, these kind of players that, you know, God knows what they would make in today's, uh, in today's game, right? So yeah. Joe wanted to make the point while we were on that subject before that uh, I, it made him sick to his stomach. Like many times it makes me sick to my stomach when I, I hear a guy complaining because oh, uh, he had to settle for $30 million, you know? So uh, I wanted to bring that up from my brother and uh, and, and just give it a quick mention. So uh, can you imagine $100,000 being a lot of money back then at one time in, in this sport? <laughs> Amazing, right? You know, like let's, let's look at this. Like if you were to put in to the salary inflation calculator, right, $100,000 then – so the rate of inflation has been like three point like a million or two million today, or or in the eighties. Let's see. Yeah, it, it, it's. Let's see. You know. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. I'm trying. I'm trying to just pull this up. So, I mean, a hundred thousand back in the sixties. You, you you know when the guys started to make a million or two million with the free agency. Here, Andy Messersmith. Remember Andy Messersmith? Never even They heard signed him to like $2.5 million or something. And then Jim Catfish Hunter signed with the Yankees for like $3 million or three point five or something like that. Yeah. But, like, you got to realize, like, it, it's all relative. How much were you paying to go to right. a ball game in 1960? Oh, you bring that up. I got to share this with you because – I know your you, you, your pop would would love this too. Um, when we were in high school, okay, we would take the old ninety nine bus to the Port Authority, and then take mm-hmm. the seven train, let's say, out to uh, Shea, or we would take the uh, uh, the uh, uh, D train or the uh, whatever the four train to Yankee Stadium. Okay, so let's 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 start with five bucks in your pocket, okay. Five dollars. Now I'm I'm going back. I'm going back to the classic time that I remember was um, 1968 and 1969. Okay, and 72. But uh, you know, when we were a sophomore and junior year in high school, me, me and my two buddies, we would go to Yankee Stadium almost religiously during the summertime. Okay, five dollars. Picture this: five dollars in your pocket. Okay. The 99 bus, the, the red and tan line that used to go on Palisade Avenue, <laughs> we would grab that for 20 cents. Okay? 20 cents. All right. Or I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 20 cents back then. Then you get to the bus terminal. You go downstairs to, for the subway for those little tokens. 10 cents for the token. <laughs> you get up yeah. to Yankee Stadium. All right? You go in, you want to get your hot dog, you want to get a bag of peanuts, you want to get a soda, 
Um, and then maybe, um, uh, oh, God, what the heck was uh, or Cracker Jack or the peanuts, right, or, or an ice cream. If you yeah. spent 75 cents for any one of those items, wow, you know, 50 cents yeah. for a hot dog or, or 30 cents for a hot dog, 25 cents for a box of Cracker Jack, oh, my God. And then you have the 10 cents subway going home, and then the 20 cents uh, fare on the bus. We had change left in our pocket when we went home. Yeah. Ask your pop about that. All Ask right. your pop so, about that. Five dollars in our pocket, and we had maybe, maybe still had thirty, somewhere between thirty and fifty cents, maybe left in our pocket when we went home, and we had the time of our life. Right. All right. So <laughs> yeah. So I pulled up an, uh, an inflation calculator. A hundred thousand dollars in nineteen sixty. Today would uh-huh. be eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Mm. And that's just, Amazing. and that right there is just dollar for dollar. That's not including yep. what you, you figure. If a hundred thousand was the top, I mean, he be those guys be making Bryce Harper money today. Like, yeah, so like looking at like what what Mantle and those guys made. I mean, Babe Ruth was making one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year, and he felt bad about it because he made more than the president did. Mantle <laughs> yeah. was probably making closer yeah, to you know a what half. His famous million. line was, "I I should make more than a president. I had a better year than he did." Yeah. <laughs> right, like, all time classic line. Let's see, Mickey. You can just figure this out because like. Mickey Mantle baseball contract. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I could I could probably pull this up. Like what he made because you you really think about it, like those guys' contracts were everybody's contract is. Um, just to throw this out there. In '63, you're in a hundred thousand dollars, right? Which you know would be. Eight hundred twenty-six thousand dollars in nineteen in twenty nineteen, but you're also forgetting that today's players are paid more because there's other stuff involved. Like there wasn't national TV deals back then. You know there wasn't right. Um, you know there wasn't local TV deals then. I mean, the Yes Network alone is worth like three billion dollars for the Yankees. The the Phillies get. Probably five hundred million dollars a year from CSN Philadelphia and whoever else on the radio on WIP on the radio side. So when you yep. really start looking at like, plus like you said, you were paying a quarter to go to a Yankee game. They won't even let you play the air at Yankee Stadium for a quarter. So, and with everything, it, it's inflation. It's the fact that those guys are not twelve month employees now. They are. You know, and that's that's why it's like I understand where your brother's coming from, and I get where you're coming from. But it, it, oh it, yeah, well I'm I'm it, right there it, with them, old school. But it's comparing apples to oranges. Well, of course, because, but but you know. not when not when you compare back then that a hundred thousand dollars was a hell of a lot of money. And then someone today 
Here, when A-Rod signed that ridiculous contract that the Texas uh, Texas Ranger owner gave him of $25 million a year for 10 years, I mean, was that it? was outlandish. But is it a ridiculous contract? What makes that th- – you can, co- you can compare the, 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 um, the example. I mean, yeah, it's apples and oranges, you know, back then in the 60s and what it is today. Of course, but in theory, that was as much back then, a hundred thousand, as this twenty million nonsense is today. Yeah, crazy, and, and the, crazy money and the, today now. And I think the other, you know, part of the the other part of it is is that these players, there's more wanted of them today. You know where. Where, like, a guy like Harper still, you know, like, they weren't begging Mickey Mantle to do, you know, appearances and stuff like that, like they are today. Nope. You know, the media wasn't the same. No. You know, like, and Mickey Mantle wasn't expected to come in and, like, Bryce Harper today and Alex Rodriguez 20 years ago, because the contract is now almost 20 years old, they couldn't show up 20 pounds overweight. Those guys today, these guys today, I mean, you know, like the, the what this one thing with this quarantine is doing is it's showing a lot of these guys in their you know home gyms and working out. If they had to play baseball tomorrow, oh, it's Bryce all Harper, different now. Oh my God! Yeah. No, like, there's no doubt. Everything's all different. Yeah, yeah, it's all different now. It, you know, nothing, so like nothing like it was back then. You know, guys went home, they drank, or they went out and drank, and they went home. They didn't. You know, uh, on their off day, work out in, a, in, in their own workout room. And, and, and let's no. not forget it's all anymore. Different. It's all different now. You know, like I waxed poetic for like late early two thousands. That was pre cell phone. Yeah. You know, these guys yeah. today are playing. They're on a. They're on camera twenty four seven. You know, these guys go. To, they go to the grocery store. Somebody's you know got a camera on them. You know they they don't have normal lives anymore. You know I, I yeah I don't know I, I it's I guess it's kind of you know if you know then you know and if you don't know then you kind of go okay. But unfortunately I know you know it, it's the one thing that's kind of ruined my fandom of some things to where I know more than I should know, and and that's that's a tough thing. Yeah. And, you think and, and make, in my case, and uh, I, 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 I've lost a little bit of the um, what's the word the the purity of everything because I see what a business it's turned into. I'm not saying that's bad, but it's 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 it, there's so many things not the same anymore, you know, and it's all about well, you know. You can't live on 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 eight million dollars salary and have a comfortable life with for yourself, your family, take care of your kids, take care of mom and dad. But, the, are you the, saying you, know, the, you, but, the, you know you can't take but care of yourself? Saying, but they they quibble over. Well, I if I don't get thirty million, well I'm on the pay. I have a problem with that. That's all. Well, that that that's where the union comes in. 
Like, you know, and that that's problems. Like the union's gonna want to gotta get as much as they possibly can. But are you saying like eight million dollars a year or an eight million dollar total salary? No, eight million dollar total salary. Jesus, I you wish I had that problem. That. You, know? you can't live off that for the rest of your life. <laughs> but you, know? but, but, but you but, can't live off that for the rest of your life. Uh, depends what you want in your life. Depends no. what you want. Eight million dollars? Because normal people will make eight million dollars you know, in their life. Uh, but they, but they, I don't know. You're saying, I, I, we, we are you saying that on another topic? We can debate that on another topic. But are you saying they take eight home eight million after taxes or before taxes? Because I would say million. that's their gross, and when they, you know, and after all their taxes, you're still going to have what five million left or something. Keep going, keep going. Five million lower. dollars in a year. You keep can't going live on lower. That? Keep going lower. So, uh, whatever, George. Let's let, let's let's make it four million. Three point keep... seven five million. Yeah. You can't I, live I, on that for the rest of your life. I, that's the problem I have, and maybe I, you know, the, the, for the rest. Please. But you're. But, but you're, Give me a I'm million not, a year, and I'll show you how to live. Okay. Those guys can't, though, because think about it. They probably <laughs> spend more in food than you do in a year. Uh, I can't relate I'm, to that kind of money. So, you know what? I go back to the purity of, of enjoying the game, watching these guys play at the level mm-hmm. that they play it, and I, I marvel. I really marvel. At, at the skill level, uh, whatever sport that I'm watching, it doesn't matter. It, that I, 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 it's just amazing the talent, the athletic ability of, of these guys at their level, at the highest level of, of the sport. And I, I still appreciate that a lot. And, and I try to forget about the money. I, I just love watching. I was at a game, at a football game, and my friend wanted to leave at halftime. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Number one, I spent 80 bucks for this ticket, so I'm not leaving mm. at halftime. The Giants were getting destroyed by the 49ers, okay? It was like 40 okay. to 10 already. It, it, they were getting annihilated. He wanted to go home. The one time I drove and he had to come with me. I said, I'm not going home. I'm going to watch a professional. I'm going to watch professionals play their sport. That's the enjoyment that I took from that game, the rest of the second half. Okay, yeah. but that's me. I'm old school. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't going to go home. I spent eighty bucks for the freaking ticket. Okay, so yeah. why should I go home at halftime? All right, I I started to watch, and people were going home. Well, good for them. So you know what happens? You could hear the hitting on the field better. You could hear the pads banging into each other. You could see them running into the holes and how the hole. I started to look at the purity and, and the skill level of the game. That's what I, that's the appreciation that I took the rest of that game. I knew the game was over. The Giants got destroyed. Okay. Yeah. My team was losing, but I said, well, I gotta, I gotta find a way to enjoy this. All right. The game is over. There was no way they were coming back. So I started to really appreciate watching these guys play. And that's me just talking. That's that's me. That's all. So that's what I took away, and, and that's where I have the ability, maybe more than some other people, to forget about the money and forget about whatever they're earning and not earning. I just love to watch 
these people play at the highest level of, of the sport. You know what I mean? And you know, I somehow enjoyed, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the second half somehow. <laughs> but, it, you know, the funny part is it's like, you know, the money, right? How much do you like? I, I sit at games and because like, you know, I, I, I have friends that played. How much do you love when you sit there in the stands and you hear some fat, overweight slob yell at somebody, oh, you're making X amount of dollars. You should be able to do it. I could do that in my backyard. No, the fuck you can't. <laughs> like, I love yeah, when I hear Yeah, well. Like, you're an idiot. Like, you don't, you can't do that. Like, these guys piss away I, more talent than yeah. you've ever had in your life. You know, like, and you know this yeah. from, you know, going to, to play college baseball, right? These guys, yep. these guys, yep. their shits have more talent than the fat slob that's sitting in section EE. <laughs> like, well, like, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's, that's your typical idiot fan, uh, you know, yeah. You know, oh, it's like dance monkey dance, and fans have to like start to understand this. These guys are human beings. Yes, they make a lot of money. Yes, they're playing a kids game and get compensated well for it. Yes, their car insurance is more expensive than yours is, even if they drive the same car you drive. Yeah. Right. Their house insurance <laughs> is more expensive than your house insurance. It's just what comes with it. Like I right. said to you before about Danny and his life insurance. He can't get it because he, because he, all you have to do is Google search his name and you see what, you know, he's been yeah. through and everything. And the fact that, you know, he's yeah. part yeah. of the, and the only thing that I'll, I, I, and the only thing that I will um, always respect, I realize that at any of these sports, any of all the major sports, right? That yeah, a, a a guy a guy's career could end on any play, and I sort of get that, and I understand why they try to get as much as they can. I get all of that, and the unions mm-hmm. protect the players. I certainly would want that if I was part of a union. So you know, with that said, yeah, you have to respect the fact that they could they could get injured so bad that they can't play to the same level that um custom to playing and, and i you know in a prime example bobby valentine his career mm-hmm. was really totally cut short from that horrible leg injury and you know so yeah you respect that they try to get as much as they can uh, i i don't have a problem from that standpoint you know what i mean that on any play uh, a player can lose his career all right that was fun. We should do this again next week or something or whenever you want to. Yeah, this was uh, – I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. And um, I hope whoever was listening um, enjoyed it. Uh, maybe next time we could maybe uh, uh, set up a time so someone doesn't get cut off um, and we can answer maybe two or three phone calls in a row. Yeah, we maybe we could um, – arrange that say you know joe jones you call at 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 10 after and then um you know you you can have your five and ten minutes and then at nine fifteen or something you know ed can call you know maybe we can do that a little bit you know yeah we'll figure that out well you know okay we'll figure it out i thoroughly enjoyed this this was this was fun coach i'll call you coach. coach 
All right. I'll call you coach. God love, God bless, and uh, stay healthy. Okay, friend? All right, coach. You got it, kid. All right. That was the show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on the Twitter at What's Brewing Show, I think it is. I don't even know what the hell it is anymore. Um, Subscribe to us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and whatever else you get your podcast. You want to listen to the boys talk shit? We start at 10. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.